What's up? This is Jonathan Smith, your host. You're at Shooting the Schmidt, part of the Elevation 5280 Podcast Network. Make sure you go over, check out their feed, check out everything we got going on over there. Check out the website as well. A lot of good writing on there. In today's episode, we're going to be breaking down the NFL quarterback Super Bowl line. Cannot wait to get into it. It's going to be really good. I hope you enjoy it. Here we go. Every NFL team's goal is to win the Super Bowl. Okay, that is the only goal that these teams have. Okay, now, and for some teams, that goal is achievable this season. For others, some may have a three-year plan, some are only a couple pieces away that they may try to get at the trade deadline, and others are trying to climb out of roster hell. Either way, everyone is attempting to move towards the same goal. And I think everybody would agree that the most important part of building the Super Bowl team, of creating the Super Bowl roster, the hardest part, and the most important part, is getting the quarterback right. Okay, every year we see multiple teams go into the NFL draft hoping to land this golden ticket of a franchise quarterback. That's why every year when we evaluate college quarterbacks coming out, entering the NFL draft, We sit down, we watch all this tape, and we're like, oh, Hendon Hooker, second-round pick. That's probably what he's going to be. Third-round pick, maybe. And then he goes, you know, mid-second round. Anthony Richardson, same thing. Oh, this guy's like late first round, early second round. He's a project. No, no, no. He's going to go fourth overall because these bad teams are desperate to find their answer at quarterback. It's the hardest part and the most important part. Quarterbacks are the most important player. On every single team in the NFL. Okay, they can cover areas of the offense that are lacking, and if they're bad, they can ruin a well orchestrated offense. They can ruin the perfect play call. Okay, every year this happens in the offseason. Every year, different media personalities, different websites, they put together some kind of some kind of list of like top ten quarterbacks in the NFL, or they put everybody in tiers. They split hairs, they separate guys for various reasons, but on every list or every you know tier ranking thing, there's a line drawn somewhere. There's a line drawn between Super Bowl-level quarterbacks and everybody else. So where's the line? This is my line. Okay, and before I draw my line, I should first tell you about the characteristics of the line. First of all, it's a line in the sand. Okay, I can wipe my foot through it. Whenever I want. Okay, while some players are going to sit well above the Super Bowl quarterback line for a decade, others are going to treat it like like a polar plunge. You know, they'll they'll jump into the pool and then hop right back out. They'll jump over the line and then fall right back underneath it. Some guys, they'll be up there two, three weeks, and then they'll fall under it. But some guys, like Patrick Mahomes, he's going to be there for like the next decade. And then second of all, I would like to think that this was all about the quarterback's talent, and the quarterback's performance. But coaching does matter. We have to bring this in whenever we're ranking quarterbacks. For example, let's take Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo, new quarterback of the Las Vegas Raiders, who is currently not above the Super Bowl quarterback line because he's in Las Vegas playing under Josh McDaniels. But 
If he was in San Francisco playing under Kyle Shanahan, one of the best coaches in football, a guy that has gone to a Super Bowl with Kyle Shanahan, then he'd be above the line. So those are really the only two noteworthy things as of right now when it comes to the line. If things change, I will let you know. So let's knock out the obvious ones first. Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, all way above the line. So is Lamar Jackson. Okay, I think all four of these quarterbacks have shown that they can take their team not only to the Super Bowl, but also win it, even though three of them haven't done it yet. The Mahomes selection, I think, is pretty self-explanatory. I think everybody knows and understands why both Joe Burrow and Josh Allen are above the line. The Lamar pick, though, probably needs some explaining, so let me do that real quick. First, John Harbaugh, excellent head coach, who has elevated Lamar Jackson since he came into the NFL. As I said earlier, coaching matters. Lamar's been elevated since entering the league with the way that John Harbaugh and the offensive staff there in Baltimore changed the offense. The important part of this, though, is the ceiling Lamar has. I believe he's the only quarterback in the NFL that when he is playing at his absolute best, he can beat Mahomes when Mahomes is playing at his absolute best. Now, the difference between the two, obviously Mahomes, much more consistent than Lamar, stays on the field more, all those types of things. But the speed and the running threat of Lamar with his improved production throwing the football cannot be ignored. Okay, Lamar is undoubtedly, undoubtedly where he belongs when it comes to this Super Bowl line. He belongs well above it. Okay, because at his best, he is without a doubt, undeniably, there is no dispute that he's the best dual-threat quarterback in the NFL when he's healthy, and when he's playing at his best. Moving on to another group that's barely above the line. Okay, we dive into the quarterbacks now that are extremely noteworthy. Okay, These are guys who I believe can make it to a Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl, but there's a little like hesitancy. Maybe you haven't done it as long as the four guys I just mentioned, or maybe you haven't done it in a long time. Okay, so these three guys that sit just above the line, Jalen Hurts, Aaron Rodgers, and Trevor Lawrence. Let's start with Hurts. So Jalen Hurts obviously went to the Super Bowl last year, had a great year last year, almost won the MVP, probably would have won it if he hadn't gotten hurt. He's got to be above the line. The reason why he isn't comfortably above the line is because he's only had one great year. Okay, He barely played his rookie year. His second year, he was average at best. And then last year, he was great. Okay, If he can repeat that, or not even repeat what he did last year, just have another really good year, then I will move him up to where he's comfortably above the line. But for as of right now, I've only seen you do it once. I want to see a little bit more before I push all my chips in on who Jalen Hurts is going to be. Next, we got Aaron Rodgers, who's won a Super Bowl. I know he wasn't as great last year. He was still good, but he didn't meet Aaron Rodgers' level expectations. But here's the thing, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have to be MVP-level Aaron Rodgers for the Jets to win a Super Bowl. He doesn't have to be. If he is, it will obviously make things easier for the Jets, but he just has to have a normal Aaron Rodgers season, which he could have this year, right? He's back with Nathaniel Hackett, an offense that he really enjoys playing in. He's got good weapons. The Jets should have a good defense. If he has an average season by his standards— then he he can win another Super Bowl. I have no doubt about that. Trevor Lawrence. 
This one might raise some eyebrows. I know there's another young quarterback that people were thinking was going to be here, but he's not. Give me a second before you turn off the podcast to explain myself. Trevor Lawrence, as I said, he's going to raise some eyebrows being in this group, being above the Super Bowl level line or the Super Bowl quarterback line. But he belongs above the line. His rookie season was abysmal. Okay, he's given a pass, though, as he should, because he played for Urban Meyer, who had a better feel of young women than an NFL offense that season. Last year, when he played under a legit NFL head coach, he was great. Doug Peterson brought out the absolute best in Trevor Lawrence. That led to a five-game winning streak to end the regular season that allowed them to sneak into the playoffs. And then the playoffs start, and we watch the first half, and we're like, oh, Trevor Lawrence. Not very good, man. Threw four picks in the first half. They're down by 27. 27 points at the end of the first half. And they come back to win 31-30 to against the Chargers. Okay, There's a short list of quarterbacks who can come back down 27 in a playoff game. 27. He did that. That's, that's incredible. They then went on to lose to the Chiefs. But he looked really good in the two playoff games that we saw from him, excluding, obviously, the first half of that Chargers game. Once he settled in, he was really, really good. Moving on to our final group, towing the line. These guys that are hovering just underneath the line, probably going to move up, could move up. We'll see what ends up happening. They're in the waiting room, so to speak. we got several guys hovering below the line. Let's start with Justin Herbert, a guy who I think people were expecting to be just above the line, I'll just be honest, I still have a bad taste in my mouth from the playoff game last year. It's hard to erase a 27-point deficit from my mind. It just, it really is. How does that happen? It's really hard for me to put you above the, the Super Bowl-level line if you don't if you only score three points in the second half of a playoff game. It's hard for me to put you above the line if you blow a 27-point lead. Now, maybe that was a coaching mistake, Maybe Kellen Moore is going to fix that. We're going to have to wait and see if that is, if you know Kellen Moore is the answer. But the wins simply haven't matched the production for Justin Herbert, and that's kind of where I get held up. But I'm also I'm an honest guy. If you've been listening to me for a while, then you know that. And I just I know what's going to happen. I'm going to sit down to watch NFL Sunday Ticket and be bouncing around watching all these different games. It's going to be fantastic. We're 28 days away from the NFL season. Ooh, I'm getting jittery just thinking about it. I'm excited. And over the course of the 60 minutes of the Chargers game that I watch on my television, I'm going to fall in love with Justin Herbert all over again. Okay, I loved him coming out of Oregon when he was in college. The way he throws the football, the arm strength, the size, the athleticism. He checks every single box, and it always finds a way to seduce me. And by week three, I'm putting money on the Chargers to win the Super Bowl. Right? This is just this is what happens when it comes to me and Justin Herbert. So he's not going to sit below the line for long. I just I know I'm going to sit down and watch him and be like, all right, I was dumb. I shouldn't have done that. But yeah, it just you, you got to give him a few weeks to wash the bad taste out of my mouth of the way that their season ended last year with the 27-point blown lead to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Moving on next, I've got Brock Purdy, another young quarterback, you know, towing the line, hovering just underneath it. He looked really good up until he got hurt against the Eagles in the NFC Championship game. But he only played in nine games, only started five of them. And from everything we saw, he looks like he can get the job done. Is that him? Is that Kyle Shanahan? That's not the point of this segment. He looks like he can do it. 
Okay, and I think the solidifying thing is when he got the nod over Trey Lance to be the starter. As of right now, those are what all the reports are saying. So I'm very much anticipating how he looks early in the year. I'm interested to see how much rope they give him, how quickly they try to turn it over to Lance, because Lance is definitely the more talented quarterback. But look, if Brock Purdy comes in, and he continues to be really efficient, and he continues to command the offense, and they continue to move the ball up and down the field, getting the ball out to Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey and George Kittle and all these dudes, if he continues to distribute the ball at a high level like he did last year in those nine games that we saw, then we could definitely see him move above the quarterback Super Bowl line. Now we're getting to some older dudes with these last three guys. we got Russell Wilson, who was awful last year, nothing short of that. Sean Payton has come out and defended his guy. He's like, you know what? It's not on Russell Wilson. It's on Nathaniel Hackett. Nathaniel Hackett, worst coach in the history of the NFL. Okay, and may we not forget, Russell Wilson's won a Super Bowl. He played in another that if he, you know, hadn't thrown an interception on the one-yard line, they'd probably win. And if Payton's right and Hackett was that bad as a head coach, then Wilson will quickly move above the quarterback Super Bowl line. Moving on to another guy who hasn't been good for a while, that is Deshaun Watson. He was he was great before he missed over a year's worth of games. Okay, if he can return to his 2020 form, then he is undoubtedly a Super Bowl level quarterback. He moves above the line pretty quickly. The question is if he will. Okay, in the six games he played last year, he didn't look great. There's a decent chance. There's a hundred percent chance, actually, that he was rusty. And after not playing an NFL game for over a year, it's hard to be inserted and go right back to being as productive as you were prior at any position. Especially at quarterback, where you're not just playing the game, you're reading the game and looking at different coverages and trying to figure out all the mental side of it, right? Whereas other positions, it's like, just go hit somebody hard and you're probably going to do your job. Last guy, Matthew Stafford. I almost left him off. But he did win the Super Bowl two years ago. He only played nine games last year. He was hurt. But he won the Super Bowl two years ago. And he's got Sean McVay in his corner. Okay, if he can regain the form that he had in 2021, then I would say that he belongs above the line. But, obviously, if he continues turning the ball over and just being inconsistent like he was last year, then he won't even be associated with the line. As every other quarterback in the NFL isn't associated with the line because... Ultimately, the goal is to find Super Bowl-level quarterbacks, and if you aren't that and you don't have a chance at being that, then you don't deserve to be talked about. So the line's been drawn. It'll be redrawn. Okay, Quarterbacks may sneak up close to it if they get off the hot starts. Yeah, we're going to update this throughout the season. I can't wait. NFL season, it's only 28 days away, like I said earlier. I'm I'm excited. I know a lot of y'all are as well. Ooh, college football right around the corner, too. Oh, man, it is almost here. Oh, man, I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait. That's going to do it here at Shooting the Schmidt. Thank you so much for listening. Let me know what you think. Follow me on Twitter at jschmidt underscore four. Make sure you like, subscribe, share with your friends if you enjoyed it. Thank you again for listening, and I'll talk to you all again on Tuesday. 